McDiving is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 152 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast voted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Join in as Brett Casino, rotating panel guests, and myself, Ian Levison, discuss whatever comes to mind, time after time, here on Comic Timing. Back up plan, as harsh winds push an episode back a week, we discuss comic book news and our latest reads, along with the Suhu. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name's Ian Levisine, and welcome to episode 152. 52! Remember the 52 of Comic Timing. And uh, this episode is our first of March, and in doing so, we bring in some new experiences along the way. Brent's about to have a whole bunch of them. Hey, Brett Casino. Hey. What's going on? Not much. Not much, he says. Not much. Having my baby. <laughs> You're not having Raph's baby, I don't think. That, that that would be a lot more complicated, and, and I don't think you ever want to deal with that shit. I was uh, I'd leave that shit down on the street. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of dumpsters in my neighborhood. Oh, stuff that thing, Only in Florida. Oh, Florida man. Oh, I can feed it to the gators, too. I mean, yeah, I got plenty right. of options. Yeah, you sure you do. Options. You got plenty of options. You got plenty of options. But, yeah, c- c- congrats, Brent. Yes, I'm having a baby. Yes, when, when, not when, Raph's baby. Technically, Amanda is having the baby. I mean, you're you're just going to be in the room, right? Well, he contributed. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's not going to pop out of your chest or something. I did my part. All That's right, about it. Job well done, sir. Job well Thank done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and also joining us uh, for the first time in a while since he got himself a new headset. Finally, Rasuhu. Oh, hey. So, um, yeah, I think. I mean, I think the uh, the draft went really well. And uh, I think uh, I got some good good uh, players for my team. I don't know about you, Ian. You auto drafted. That was kind of rough. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for texting me uh, to to, to, I, to so let me sorry. know that that it was going. It's it, it's fine because as you said, I somehow managed to do a baseball auto draft and have it not entirely suck. Yeah, that was amazing, actually. <laughs> so uh, so I guess that's what this episode of the Sporting uh, Sports Go is going to be about, or, or whatever we called it. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, that show has gone to the, uh, to the comic pod, uh, sorry, just the podcast graveyard, more than likely, never to breathe again until we feel like it. But let's talk comics, all right? Because that seems to be what we do here on Comic Timing for the most part. And it, it's been a it's been a somewhat quiet week in the in the world of comic books. Not much news being reported, but I guess we'll start things off real quick with uh, the first reveal and actually first full reveal of the Flash outfit. Uh, it, both uh, basically all over the internet now. I mean, first we got a, a headshot, and then we got the uh, the full costume, and uh, I, I thought it looked pretty damn good. Uh, what, what do what do you think, Brent? Um, it's dead sexy. <laughs> Dead sexy. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, Arrow is really easy to do. The Arrow outfit, you know what I mean. So, yeah. uh, I think doing the Flash outfit as well as they did is about as far as they're going to be able to get mm-hmm. without doing something totally ridiculous via spandex or the rubber leather from you know the early '90s show. Oh, jeez. Or you know, spending a bunch of money from which that they probably just have. Pilot. Yeah. So. <laughs> And I mean, a, a skin tight suit. I mean, the guy's skinny already, but just watching uh, like Captain Phillips the other day, those guys are so skinny. 
you know, a I'm spandex suit. Boat. <laughs> a, a spandex suit wouldn't look good on the on them either. You you wouldn't want to look at. I don't know. You're just so tiny. You wouldn't really want to look at it for a whole, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. So I think yeah. this suit, a little bit of padding, a little bit of like filling them out, you know, some cool design lines and, uh, you know, whatever else it's got on there. I think it's going to make them look, you know, tough enough to be the Flash and everybody's, you know, be able to take him as a threat. Because one of the things that, you know, you always hear is he's going to have a runner's physique and stuff like that. But anytime you have anybody drawing the Flash recently, mm-hmm. It's not really a runner's physique. He's got like a CrossFit physique or whatever. Right. So he's kind of like bulky and, you know, a little bit bulky, a little bit built up. So he's not like a true runner. Like you look at the guys running around the Olympics in two years. Those motherfuckers are like lean, mean muscle machines. Oh, yeah. They're not as big as the guy as the Flash in the comic book. You know, like go look at Howard Porter and Scott Collins. Those Flashes are a fucking enormous. <laughs> yes. Even much less Michael Turner. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Top heavy you know, much. So I think, you know, casting a slim guy who looks like he could do a lot of running and then filling him out in the suit a little bit is is a good choice. Yeah. Uh, I, people were complaining about the colors, but honestly, any color nowadays is going to be more muted and less prominent. So Right, and, and, and they're, they're talking about uh, the colors, and these are all shots that are happening before color correction because – if there's one thing that we know about movies and TV is that they go through a lot of processing to get the colors as bright as possible. So what you see on a on a still image from the set is not necessarily what you're going to wind up seeing in the final product. I mean, look at some of the examples that were out there of the Veronica Mars movie, the stills that showed up of that, and they actually show the, the color correction process as it was happening. And... Everything wound up brighter than it actually was in, the, in those initial shots. Like it, it's like taking it's like taking screenshots off of your computer versus screenshots off of your 1080p uh, flat screen. You know, it, it's going to look significantly better on the on the 1080p flat screen. Raph, what do you think? You know, a couple of things actually. One, I, I don't mean this as a bad thing at all, but it is it a bit Daredevil red? A little bit. A little bit. Like, like, like. Okay, the, okay, that's fine. And the other thing is, I agree about the uh, bo- about the body shape. He does look like a runner. He looks he looks great in a suit. The other thing is, the Flash costume does not really flatter your forehead very well because it, look, <laughs> it the 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 profile of you looks great and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when they do that wide shot, the one where he's like lean, like like bent over about to run. Yeah. He he looks like Marvin the Martian. A little bit. And I I mean I I get it. It's because he doesn't have because it's a helmet and it's not like. You and know, it's the ears I, too. It's the, it's yeah, those little, it's little, little small. Ears. Yeah. yeah, and I, I mean, these are really minor gripes. I'm not saying it's a bad costume or anything. It just hits me like it's like, yeah. and you know, it's a bad angle anyway because he has his head, uh, you know, bent down a little bit. So maybe when it's like straight on, it'll be it'll look a little different. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I do like it. I can't wait to see him. Uh, I'm actually still behind an Arrow. I'm still in season one, so we're getting there. I just I just saw Captain Jack for the first time, so I'm I've got a ways to go. Well, I'm way behind. Yeah, really. <laughs> you just yeah. met the elder uh, Merlin. Yeah. Wow. So I, I, I know. I'm sorry. I got a billion things on my DVR queue. I mean, my DVR queue, my Netflix queue, and I'm, I'm trying here. Uh, it's just not working very well. <laughs> well, do you have uh, a DVR on on the on FiOS as well, or, or are you just watching no, it on I, Netflix? I, uh, I'm doing Netflix for season one, and then I, I figure season two. It's probably it's probably gonna be on demand. Yeah, on on uh, Verizon or <clears throat> mm-hmm. Gazintide, mm. Gazintide. Thank you. Yeah. 
it's it's one of those things too where like we're not going to be able to know 100 percent how it's going to look in final product until we actually see it in action on our on our tv screens you know it's yeah. there's a there's a crap load of post-production that goes into these things and you know i think it looks a hell of a lot better than the green lantern outfit looked on ryan reynolds oh yeah <laughs> well like, there's the practical suit versus the cg suit absolutely yeah and that I think that makes a big difference. I mean, even this one, uh, and I mean, I, uh, you guys can agree or disagree with, with me on this, but I feel this one actually looks more grounded and realistic than uh, the Amazing Spider-Man suit that we're seeing in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Like, th- this actually looks like something that a that a dude could put together himself, as opposed to somehow, get, you know, getting this uh, this this perfect this perfectly tailored uh, Spider-Man suit out there that looks pristine every single time. Yeah, and yeah, that's why I like the amazing, the first Amazing Spider-Man suit because it looks like in well in the movie that you saw him like take the Oakley glasses and yeah. turn them sideways, and those were his lenses and stuff. And then I don't know what they did for this movie. They were just like, "Fuck it, we're going back to the comics." And it looks <laughs> to me what I, what I liked was the distinguishing it from Raimi's trilogy. Yes, and now yes. you have something that's so close to Raimi's suit. Which is the classic suit, which many people are probably going to be more happy with. But yeah. to me, that first, like, you go back and watch that Amazing Spider-Man video game trailer for the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's the ama- original suit, and all they added was a red belt. Yeah. And it looked great. And I, I would have been happier if they had just done that on the sequel instead of totally revamping it. But well, actually, I don't know. I think, um, from, okay, because I'm looking at the suit right now. I think it is probably the suit of any movie costume it looks the most like the original comic it's and it's so it's super bright it is everyone complains about you know we were just talking about dark dark costumes for characters his is like really super primary red and blue so i think i don't know we'll we'll see what happens in the movie but that might just be a little too like adhering to the comics when we know how bad that that can get you know watchmen and all that stuff yeah well, speaking of, of TV and superhero shows, one of the other ones that's uh, getting a decent amount of hype right now for coming soon, I believe that coming this fall, if memory serves, is that Gotham show that's going to be on Fox. And I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'll admit I'm not 100% sold on this thing. Like, it's, I, I have a lot more going for me for Flash than I am with Gotham. And, and I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you my reasoning right off the bat, and then you well, guys Well, the, the Flash me. showrunners have a track record with yes, Arrow. Yes, definitely. Yep. That much, that much is true, but also that that this is taking place on Fox, not on CW, and it's taking place in the past, meaning that you're essentially separating your properties again, which is something that I thought we were getting away from uh, with uh, with superheroes, and yeah. they're going to be doing that all over again with uh, with the Batman's uh, universe, and and obviously with Superman. I mean, that's separate from what we have on Arrow because that's the movie universe, but it, it just it, it seems a little too individualized for for my take. On, on what I'd like to see out of a superhero universe. What do you guys uh, uh, take on it? I mean, it, the fact that it's in the past, I think, makes it all right that it's on a different network. Mm-hmm. The one I'm more interested in hearing about is the uh, the Constantine pilot. Oh, yeah. I saw a picture on Facebook recent, or from ScreenRant.com. They had a, they were shooting the pilot, and the main guy's blonde-haired, you know, with a 5 o'clock shadow and a brown trench coat and tie. You mean he's not Keanu Reeves? Not Keanu Reeves. Wow. Um, oh, dude! <laughs> so I, I'm more interested in that. I think they'll be able to do a lot more with that not being so well known. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Arrow and the way they're doing things, and they're kind of they're introducing things in the into the Arrow universe that he, that don't exist, like Ra's al Ghul, or you know, that's a Batman character. Yeah. But Arrow needs 
to lift things from the rest of the DC universe in order to be a successful TV series. He doesn't really have like an established uh, villains. Oh, dude! You know, I, I, to, I, mean, I mean, come on. We we all admit that Arrow is already a Batman show. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I, I mean, j- just like Green Arrow, the character was based initially off of Batman. You know, with his with his Arrow car and the Arrow cave and the kid sidekick and and everything like that and the Domino mask and it just it felt like. It felt like that uh, that they were doing their best to have a Batman show here, and now Gotham existing, we all would have liked to have seen something, I guess, closer to Gotham Central in tone. You know, something a lot more based on on the uh, the the policemen of Gotham with occasional appearances by Batman, which is, I guess, kind of the uh, the dichotomy that we have going with Arrow here. But with with Gotham. I feel like by introducing Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle as kids the way that they're going here, they're kind of going to be almost like sabotaging themselves. Like everyone's going to keep wanting to see a Batman show instead of just, you know, this is how Commissioner Gordon started out. And eventually he gets to be the Gordon we see in the Batman universe. I think yeah, it's I'm, wondering, yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to be a lot more successful when they don't use Batman mm-hmm. as opposed to when they have him in there or, you know, Bruce Wayne or whatever. So I, I, it'll it'll show its colors fairly quickly. I, I think it's safe to say. Yeah. I mean, I watched almost Human this season, and I I watched every episode, but I didn't enjoy every episode. And I agree with you. There were a lot of episodes that I can't say I enjoyed. Period. It was just kind of like a mediocre show. So what what frustrates me about that show, and it it was very obvious watching it, is that they showed that episode, they showed that series out of order. Like, I watched it on Hulu, so I don't know if I saw them out of order or what. You you saw them the way they aired on TV. What I'm saying, though, is that I think just like with a plenty of other Fox shows, they aired them in whatever order they pleased, which is why, like, storylines would be picked up one episode, and then the next episode it would be like, that hadn't that hadn't happened yet. So the the finale or the evaluation episode was that the last episode they shot? That was the last episode they shot. That was definitely the finale. It's just I'm saying most of the stuff in the middle there. I feel like was sort of like okay, this is episode two, then episode eight, then episode you know nine or something like that. Like it, it oh, didn't, so they firefly it pretty much, yeah, yeah. Like I and I could be entirely wrong. It's just that's the way that I felt about it because the John Lorquette, the John Lorquette episode airs, we get over the wall, and then the next episode we're back to John trying to figure out his memories, which hadn't been brought up since episode one. That felt really off to me. Honestly, I, I didn't notice a difference. It seemed like, you know, the the B-plot stuff was so subpar mm-hmm. that it was more of a case of a, of the week show for me. Yeah, I, I I hope it does get renewed for season two just because I'd like to see where they go with it. It's just I I would not be surprised if we never see any more being uh, almost human just because they already renewed uh, Sleepy Hollow, which is along yeah. the same lines. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Sleepy Hollow, I think, a little bit more than Almost Human. Yeah. Almost human, I would put on, and then I would have my iPad on top of my lap, and I'd pay more attention to the iPad than I would Almost Human. Yeah. Whereas Sleepy Hollow, there were definitely some episodes where I was like, wait, whoa, wait a minute, what? And had to go back and rewatch some things and put my whole attention on the episode. Yeah, I've only watched about three episodes of that, so I'm waiting for it to show up on Netflix, and I'll I'll probably you know scream through season one right before season two starts of Sleepy Hollow. So we'll see about that. Yeah, uh, the first half of that show is a lot better than like kind of where it goes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I know John Noble, John Noble winds up there eventually, right? From from French. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's 
they use him throughout the se- throughout the season. I think so. Okay. Or, well, uh, not. I think I know, but I don't want to give anything away. Did we got? Did we all watch this, this week's Agents of Shield? I just watched I it a little while ago. It. Okay. All right. Uh, do you care if you get spoiled, Brent? Or I know Sif is on it. So well, there you go. Okay. Well, <laughs> so Sif was on this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what happened this episode. I mean, it really was just a Sif and Lorelei episode, which was good because, it, in a way, it did feel a lot more broad in the Marvel Universe than we've been getting out of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I feel by introducing a character in in the scope of Asgard, they're, I guess, giving us more of what we wanted out of this show to, from, to, to begin with. Like, sort of just reminding us that this isn't just in its own bubble and that stuff is it- still going around it. Did her costume look as crappy on television as it does on film? It it was the exact same costume, right, Raph? I know, yeah, but it I- was, um, you know, because I guess it's because she's such a mi- she's not a major character. I don't mind her costume. Mm-hmm. I don't really pay attention to it. It's just, oh look, she's got silver things on and like a like a Xena type dress. Okay, yeah, that's that's it, pretty much what it was. Like, yeah, I mean, it was Xena White. I mean, uh, it's there was something really, about like, like awesome watching or- the last Thor movie. I wasn't really struck by. Like her costume, so I was kind of hoping that, you know, after the first one they'd kind of change it a little bit. It seems mm-hmm. like they put more time into Thor and Loki's costumes, and then everybody else's was kind of left on the side. I could see that, and I'm like, you're gonna stick this movie costume on television. Well, so Sif has never really had that compelling of an outfit in the comics either. I mean, she's uh, got that weird red and white thing going on. Yeah, right now. yeah. But I guess I was just more wondering if maybe. This cheap costume in the movie looks better with television lighting mm. than it does with movie lighting and post processing and all that. Well, I guess you really don't see her outside much in this episode. I mean, a lot of it takes place in the plane. I mean, you do uh, see her like in a bar, and and every now and then you'll see her in outside lighting. But I, I'd say it for the most part looked just about the way it looked in the in the movie. Which again, I didn't really have much of a problem with, but I can understand uh, if it wasn't exactly your cup of tea. Well, my biggest thing is like I would like to see that actress as Wonder Woman. Not saying oh, Gal Gadot yeah. is going to be good or bad. I just thought she has the look. I, I just think that she... Are, she was game for it. Yeah. it. Her name sounds like a fury to begin with. <laughs> like It sounds like she should be like under the tutelage of Granny Goodness with Gal Gadot as a name. Right. <laughs> Raph, like, the, the girl from... The Gal Gadot girl looks more like one of the, the fury with all the whips... Yeah, like, Lashina. Yeah, ribbon whips and Lashina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Raph, what did you think of the uh, the app? I I enjoyed it for the most part. I I think it was one of my one of my favorites in the last couple episodes. Yeah. So it seems like I'm one of the few people I know that have stuck it stuck it out with the show since episode one. I've watched every week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the thing. So I recently finished Serenity for the first time. Like completely watched it through, all in order and in sequence and all that. Took you long enough. Right, uh, it's just I just never got to it, uh, you know. And uh, I've watched Dollhouse, that got canceled. The thing I've noticed with Josh's shows, and, and maybe he's not as involved with this, and maybe it's not him necessarily. They start off really slow, mm-hmm. and it takes a while, and you're just like, uh, okay, I'm kind of interested, but not maybe because it's it's Agents of Shield, and maybe because it's Marvel, and you have the Avengers on it, and all this hype around it. It was really disappointing. We all know that. Yeah. But the thing is, and I think this is a valid point for especially this show as opposed to the other two, is that if you – right around – I think we can agree that right around when we find out about Tahiti, 
a couple of weeks ago when 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 Coulson gets kidnapped and we find out what really happened to him. Mm-hmm. That's when the show got interesting. Yes. The thing and and, and it's been lame. really good for. Really, well, I thought it was okay, but like it was. It, it, that's when the show I think really took a turn, and they started focusing on the mystery of Coulson, which is what we cared about in the first place. Yes. Did we really care about May or Ward? Or, and no. No. <laughs> but see, but that's that's the, that's my problem with this show. It's, it's called Coulson Agents of Shield. So number one, you're like, how does he come back? So you're like, life model decoy, magic, blah blah blah, and it turns out to be a Matrix looking machine operating on his brain. Spoilers, it's lame. Yeah. Cop out. I'm calling it. And then. <laughs> The other thing that bothers me about this show, not only from the fact that it's not very good consistently, is like the main thing, but number two is like you have all of these characters to use as your main characters as the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So you have Coulson, who you made up for the movies, who we all got attached to. That's fine. That's great. That's your hook for the movie audience. But for the comic book audience, it's instead of like throwing in Quartermain or... uh, Gosh, Victoria Hill. Hand as a Victoria real Hand, character, yeah. Maria Hill. Even though I know she's on a different television show, um, only for only for like three more episodes. Daisy Johnson, you know what I mean. So Daisy would have been perfect for this show. Actually, oh, holy crap! Right. Yeah, dude. Well, now that you now that you even mention it, that would have been great. Characters that we know and love, and that are hooks for comic uh, guys to keep watching and stuff like that. And instead, we don't get anything really until. Gosh, I don't even know what the you know the Thor crossover, which was lame in and of of itself, right. and that's yeah. still relatively um, early on. Yeah, you know, and the, you get we get apparently we have Death Clock, which all we have really is Death Clock, not Death the Clock. You're not metal band. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> He's not a metal band. I've never gotten that right, but, but you got the guy from the first episode with a metal leg with the itty bitty little sign on. This is Death Clock. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's it, it's 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 diminishing their universe to me. Hmm. Okay, well, like instead of building and building and building on it, and like actually, you know, you could you could have looked at the things, you know, they have apparently Kevin Feige has stuff planned out until 2018. Yeah, you know, he's got all of Phase Three planned out, so you could look at what he's got planned for Phase Three and what they're talking about for Phase Four, right? As showrunners and stuff, you could go to Kevin Feige and ask him because he's in charge of all this stuff, right? Yeah, or you know. Him and Jeff Loeb can have a meeting of the minds and say, "Okay, what aren't? Here's the things we are using. Here's the things that we might be might be developing in these scripts. You never know because they're all in development. So then you have all the things that we're not using. And to me, if that's not being used for that or the Netflix shows or things like that, that's what you should use in Agents of Shield. You should mine that shit. Yes, crazy, especially in the first season because that's so." It's going to be so hard to renew this for a second season because it's going nowhere. Yeah, Raph, make your point, and then I'll then I'll touch in. Well, two things. One, to answer Brent's point, how do you know that Quartermain and all those guys aren't getting used later on? In like even even, in, even Winter Soldier. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're not in Winter Soldier because you would have had somebody with a name. Sharon Carter's getting used, and she's barely in any of the trailers. You've seen one shot of her in one trailer. Mm-hmm. So they're not using them. They're not promoting them. But to me, it's like. Those are the things you should use as an immediate hook for your comic book, comic book audience to get them talking about it in the shops week to week to week or on the internet week to week to week. And that would build up your fan base and buzz of the show. But instead, nobody's talking about it because it's crap. And nobody's talking about it because there's no characters in it that we know from the comics that we love. Well, here's the other thing then. Um, this is my original point. And this goes, goes to the original versus their own created characters. That, that, was a, that is the problem with the show. You know, I was going to say that, but the thing is... 
that's why the first eight episodes suck is because they were trying to so hard to build these characters up to yeah. make us care about them. You know, Fitzsimmons, you know, the techie, nerdy couple. They could have still had those characters, but throwing. They could have. They could have. Yeah, that, have another main character outside of Coulson from the comics. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Right. Yeah. You kind of stole my thunder. I was going to make that point, and that's why the show sucks. But since we've already made that point, <laughs> I, here's the, I, here's another thing that came up when you mentioned it. What if what if Sky's actually Daisy Johnson, and the whole 084 thing is actually her ability? No. Oh no 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 no. Well, well, all right. That would be cool, so but it's dumb. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Why would you reveal her real name as something that nobody knows other than comic fans? If right. she's going to be somebody, then you would have her be like a named superhero, like Captain Marvel or yeah. somebody like that. Here's my, you would have my, her be a no-name S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, Daisy Johnson. Here's my, here's my main issue with the show so far, okay? And it's, it's something that made Buffy and Angel work. Firefly worked for the most part, and Dollhouse was... I almost had the same problem that this show did. I can get away with slow build as long as the characters click right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as there is a good rapport between actors right off the bat on the show. And that's that's what makes a show last. That's what makes a show build. That's what made Fringe last past season one, where season one was not that good. We had a good season finale at the end of the season and then pushed itself into season two. And before we knew it, we were on season five because the the show had characters you wanted to keep watching week after week. That was so great about it. Buffy, same thing. You know, Buffy and the Scoobies, they, they clicked immediately. Bam. That kept you tuning in week after week. Even if the plots weren't that great, you were at least tuning in for a reason. With, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's Coulson and then... I don't give a shit about anybody else because, yeah, maybe Fitz and Simmons slightly, but I mean very slightly because they're I guess maybe they, maybe they have the best rapport off of each other uh, out of anybody. But there's no gelling in between the cast so far. You know, we're almost an entire season in, and I don't feel like these people like each other yet. Even Lord on the, and the Asian girl are fucking, but they're like anger fucking. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and you know, I'd be fine with anger fucking if there was at least some emotion in there, some way or the other. And there isn't, and that's what's frustrating to me. With these last couple of episodes, we've at least had some sort of plot going. Where even if you didn't like what happened with Coulson, I myself, I I, I like what went down there. It actually proves even further to me that Coulson is a life model decoy. Uh, because to work on somebody's brain like that, there's no way he would still be alive if you were doing that. So that's why I, I you know, I'm I'm thinking they were mapping his synapses uh, onto a, a life model decoy, and that's well, that's what how, I think is going on there. Okay, how do you? Okay, Brent, you saw last week's episode, right? Yes. How do you explain the serum then? The, the serum si- that saves Sky. Right. The the serum the serum I'm not gonna because it's something that they made up for the show obviously well, and, and and they don't want to use their Marvel resources that's what they don't understand right it's like they're actively shying away from any of their good Marvel resources yeah things that already exist instead the writers are making up new shit instead of diving back into what's been working for the past you know sixty seventy five years well and with with this episode that that aired this last week Brent as you'll find out when you actually sit down and watch it is that. Uh, they do mention in passing, like, you know, Coulson asks Sif uh, if there are any blue aliens out there. And one of the ones that she mentions are the Kree, which I do think this alien is going to wind up being one of, which would be a nice touch because 
they've been they've been hinting forever now that uh, that we're going to wind up getting Carol Danvers in in the next uh, Avengers movie. And if we do, then you know we could have the whole Cree back and forth going on with that, which would be nice. And I think uh, isn't Ronan the Accuser going to be in uh, Gal- Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy? Yeah, yes, Lee yes. Pace is playing him. Yeah, that's that's another uh, you know basically an in into the Cree if we wind up revealing that that's what these guys are. But but again, give me characters I give two shits about. I don't care if they're made up or whether they existed in the Marvel Universe. Give me some back and forth that works, please. Please. And that's what I got the first sign of this week with Sif and Coulson because they, they tangentially know each other and it felt like there was actually some communication going on between it. Yes, yeah. that's what made it fun. Adrian Pazdar is getting introduced in a few weeks as Glenn Talbot on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which could be oh, that's what he was doing. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, because I, I know that uh, that you had a run in with him, Raph, uh, at at the shop. Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay. I'll tell the story to Brent because he hasn't heard it yet. But um, yeah, Adrian Pastar came in, and we were, and he was asking me about Glenn Talbot, and then I'm like, we're going over um, Marvel Masterworks with with him, and I'm, you know, we're talking about the character, how he mar- married Betty Ross, blah blah blah, and he's like. Uh, yeah, well, I've been I've been contacted about him, and you know, maybe I'm going to play this character. I'm like, holy shit, that's cool. I thought maybe it was going to be an Avengers too, but I guess not. It's the Agents of Shield. Yeah, which which is great. I mean, for now, I think it's just a one episode appearance, but it could be more than that. But at least this is doing what Brent said they should have done to begin with. You know, or even even stuff like what's his face, the uh, Jasper Jasper Sidwell. Yes. Put him in, but you know, have that buddy. Even, even, even that. Um, even Bill Paxton's character from the last week, which we, which has been, they've said Jasper they'll bring him Sitwell back. Got a throwaway shot in the Mandarin short. Yes, he, hasn't yes, he been did. Seen since then, yeah. Or, oh, no, he's on he's the show. The bridge. He was in the bridge. But see, that's what I mean. Like, throw him in. That's the thing that people know from the Blu-rays. Why isn't he part of the team? Or even Bill Paxton's character. You know, like the, my thing is, my other thing is, of the three experienced Shield agents you have. We like one in Coulson. Melinda May, all, I love. I love her. I, you know, I love. I, I, she, she was Mulan. I love Mulan. All she does is stand there, give that glare, and 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 move the plot forward with yeah, words. She's a boring character. She doesn't. Yeah, the character, the actress is fine, but the character doesn't do anything. Right. Except like kick ass when she needs to. And then the same thing with Ward. I mean. We got little bits of glimpse. Oh, he was bullied by his brother and all that. But then you stop talking about it. You make him have angry sex with Melinda May, and that's it. We really don't. I mean, sometimes Sky tries to bring some personality out of him, but we don't even. We don't like Sky. No one. I don't know anyone that likes Sky. Nobody likes Sky. No. And I'm. I, they, I only they started tried. liking her after they had her in her underwear. <laughs> oh yeah. Or running around wet in that wet dress. Dude, my my favorite episode before this last week was the episode Sans Sky, which was the week beforehand. When she got Were shot, they trying right? to save her? Yeah, because she doesn't get the talk. It was great. It was but great. To me, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. should have been Coulson, of course. Throw in that Jasper Sitwell, whatever his name is. Yeah. Is that the actor's name or the character's name? No, that's the character's that's name. The character's that's the character's name. name. Okay, yeah. throw him in there. We know him, too. Or throw him in as a semi-regular. You know, he doesn't be part of the right. team, but he can be the liaison between main S.H.I.E.L.D. and the team. Yeah. Because you can't use Kobe Smulders other than the pilot. You can't use... Oh, and this is the thing that bothered the shit out of me. Samuel L. Jackson shows up for a donut line. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. That, 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 that was a throwaway completely. That to me was like, you have the actor and this character that everybody loves, and you're going to throw him, use him so terribly instead of, I don't know, 
you know, he's there for a day. Yeah. At least put him in a full scene instead of the after credits thing. Or he should be in the, in the mid-season finale and sort of he should have he should have been the impetus for certain things. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. That would have made started sense. off with the Tahiti stuff Look, and then at the, the mid-season finale should have been shows up. It should have been Coulson, Jasper Sitwell, Daisy Johnson, Victoria Hand, and maybe two or more three, you know, Fitz and Simmons. That would have been cool. Because yeah. here's characters we everybody knows in the comics. Here's characters that everybody doesn't know from the comics. And then we have things to draw upon and build their characters up. And you can give them backstories and flesh them out. But there's already like an established tone and characterization for all of them. Instead of trying to come up with it on the fly for these characters nobody gives a shit about. Right. Yeah. And then if, you, if one of them needs to leave the show or die, fine. You can throw in Agent May yeah. or you know Agent Ward or whatever well, because then you them. can start to build them. Right. Oh, look, I got a, I got a mission somewhere else in the world. Sorry, see you, Colson. Yeah. I'll be back. Part, part of Simple. me, part of me thinks that this that this show is probably going to get at least one more season because most shows other than than Firefly by Joss Whedon get at least two seasons to to give themselves a shot. Uh, in fact, every single one of them other than Firefly has. So I would not oh. be surprised if, uh, if if this one does at least get two seasons to build itself. If um, they destroy S.H.I.E.L.D. in Captain America movie, then why is there going to be a second season? Yeah, I know. Pick that, up the pieces? I got, yeah, no. And, and that actually, shit, man. If you give me a second season that is Secret Warriors, I'm in. Oh, hell yes. Absolutely. I mean, even if you even if you replace Nick Fury with, uh, with Coulson in that role... Then I, I am I am totally interested in what's going on there. So, so let's talk uh, r- real quick about. Uh, has everybody watched the uh, the short, uh, the Mandarin short on the uh, Thor Blu-ray? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, all right. I was kind of surprised that that's the route they went. I mean, I know that, that that everyone had been sort of hinting that way for a while now, but this opens things up nicely because number one, we don't actually know if there's going to be an Iron Man 4 yet. And if there right. is, whether or not Robert Downey will still be involved, it could be a, a Iron Patriot movie, for all we know, uh, just with uh, with Rhodey uh, instead. But this opens up the door for further villainy in the Marvel Universe to appear in one way or the other. It could show up in a Doctor Strange movie, for all we know. It could show up somewhere else in the Marvel Universe as a big bad. And I am... I am really thrilled about the direction that they went here. I, I just love the tone of the short. The Ten Rings, you know, thing aside, mm-hmm. which I was kind of like, okay, they're just kind of bending to fans' will. I, I Personally, I was fine if that was the only Mandarin we ever got. And, you know, that was kind of it. That's fine with me. Because I, I loved the twist on it. And I, I loved him as an actor was playing the part enough that like that could have been my mandarin yeah like we i think we all love trevor slattery there's nothing there's no denying that i think the thing is though it's kind of cool that they did it because we we'd never heard from the ten rings themselves in the movie and you would think they would want to respond in some they're sort in the of first way. movie what are you talking about no i mean the third movie because in the first movie they're they're the big villains in the second movie there's a deleted scene where they're mentioned and in the third movie, the Mandarin claim like Trevor claims to be the leader of the Ten Rings, but we never hear anything about the actual Ten Rings themselves. They've been uh, they've been quiet since the first movie, basically, unless you want to count that deleted scene. Right. It's nice that they brought it back in, so you can play with it in the future. Maybe, I mean, maybe we don't have to see another Mandarin, but we can still at least get a terrorist group out there. Because what do we have? I mean, Hydra hasn't come back yet. Uh, there's no aim yet. No. None of that stuff exists. At least we have an existing group that that can be fought against. Hell. We're talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. can go after the Ten Rings. Maybe the Mandarin becomes a, a TV villain. And that would 
completely change the game on the show. You know, you, at least you're giving, you having, you you can play with the stuff. It's always nice that you can you can take the toys back out and play with them again, as opposed to just completely put it to rest. And the other thing is, I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this even when we saw Iron Man three. But mm-hmm. what if you tre- what if they treat extremists like uh, like a regeneration? What if Downey Downey's Tony gets hurt really bad, has to eject himself with extremists, and because he's you know a vain egotistical maniac, resets his body so that he looks younger or looks like someone else. That's certainly one way that they can go with this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it has to be that way. I think it's. Oh, I know. Well, because I mean, perfect example. Chris Evans says that uh, he's more than likely out after his six film contract as Captain America. I mean, I I mean, what what are they going to do? I mean, they could obviously go the the Winter Soldier route and have uh, have him be replaced as Captain America for for a few films, but they could also just recast i mean it's not it wouldn't be the first time that that's happened in the in the comic book world and i feel marvel probably could pull it off better than the other companies and just you know have a straight up recast and continue it to still be the same universe but that's years away you know we don't need to worry about that right now having mandarin as a playable as essentially a playable character in the marvel universe though is something that you can work with multiple films it doesn't even have to be an iron man film he could still be a villain out there and that's what i freaking love about this what I, what I don't understand though is like why people are so afraid to recast mm-hmm. like a main series star. Yeah. When James Bond has been doing it for forty years right. or fifty and, years, and Marvel did it with with Rhodey. You know, right. You don't you don't see people bitching too much about uh, about Don Cheadle being Rhodey. Uh, well, because he went from total asshole to all around nice guy actor. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the thing I think the thing that people are worried about is. Sure, you can change the actor, but do you reset the character? Like right. they did with Garfield and Amazing Spider-Man. Thor: The Dark World had it too. I mean, we we you know people forget about that. I mean, Chuck right. is Chuck. Uh, is in there now, and he wasn't in the first movie. But that's but the, that's a side character, and that's what the difference actually is: is that side characters versus the stars of the show. That's what makes things more difficult because they're worried that people won't go see it if Robert Downey Jr. is not in the main role. Which again, if you replace him with a perfectly serviceable actor. Then I don't see the issue here. I mean, I think they could recast him, put another actor in the suit, and you just have more of the suit instead oh, yeah, well, of more Kevin, of the um, actor. Because as those movies went along, we had more and more Robert Downey Jr. and less and less of like the suit. Like Iron Man three, got very little suit, all Robert Downey Jr. Right. So the first movie that they recast one of these guys as, it's all the suit and less of the actor. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I know. Oh, and I, I freaking love in that short the uh, the ending with Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer is the bomb. Yes. <laughs> I love how he's someone's spoon. bitch. Yeah. yeah, he's the outer spoon. He's he's the inner spoon. <laughs> he, he told that guy to put his arm back on him. Come on. That's yeah. True. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Hey, 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 come on, come on. Prison, prison can be tough. There's no there's no companionship in prison unless you make it for yourself. Unless it's orange, it's the new black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 and let me continue to say how much I love the shorts in general. Like, Oh, yeah, they're great. It, it's a terrific way to go about it. I mean, uh, we, we might very well be getting a Sharon Carter TV show full-fledged out of the short that she did, which I would be thrilled with because that was probably my favorite short so far. Oh, yeah, that's the only I, one I've I, seen. Yeah. I did not, I did not like that one. You didn't like it? So, something... I didn't like it. What you, you're not a, you're not a, a Bradley uh, whatever whatever his name is. No, uh, I, I like him. It's just, I guess for me, it fell out of place on the Iron Man three Blu-ray. Like, here we have the most technological future, and then I've got to journey back 
for 15 minutes to the 1940s or whenever the fuck that took place. It did have Daddy Stark in it for a little bit. For a little bit. But something about that one, I was not like, yeah, give me a Peggy Carter TV show. No. Well, I mean, you could you could actually say that it probably would have been better to have the two shorts reversed on Blu-rays, you know? Yeah. <laughs> have, have the Mandarin short be ba- uh, packaged in with Iron Man 3 and have, uh, have the Peggy Carter short packaged in with Thor Dark World. I think that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. But, or hell, even like wait a couple months and do um, put it on Captain America or Winter Soldier when it comes out in like August. Right. Bradley Whitford. That's, that's, what, that's what I was thinking of, Bradley Whitford. Yeah, no, it, it would have made sense. But these things get uh, packaged as soon as they're done. You know, they, that's they, true. They don't, they don't usually let them sit in the can uh, for a while. They just put them out whenever they're finished, and that's the way that these happen to turn out. Any other uh, media news or anything like that that I'm forgetting about, Brent? Or uh, uh, Beware the Batman is no more. Yeah, uh, uh, boo. Boo-hoo. Oh. Like, officially no more. Oh, yeah? Apparently, there's two episodes on the Blu-ray that were not screened on Cartoon Network, but it's not coming back to Cartoon Network. Yeah, well. And, and of course, Cartoon Network answers to no one. Please. Yep. I Here's what here's I don't understand here. And you know what, Raph? Maybe you can help me out a little bit with this, with your retailer experience. Yeah. So they air Beware the Batman. They give it, like, what, six episodes? Eight, Not, I think. eight, okay, all eight or ten, right? So two months, basically. right? And the whole point—I mean, this has been the case since the '80s. It's been the case even before that. The whole point of having an animated series is to sell toys, right? Right. How the hell do they expect to sell toys if a show has been on for eight episodes and kids haven't had a chance to actually like it? But I—I I didn't see any Beware the Batman toys per se. Same here. They yeah. have a younger Batman line, which looks more like Brave and the Bold. And the Batman, then it right. does beware the Batman. Oh, okay, so, no, that's not that's not. There was one DC, um, you know the the Mattel, the the Batman Unlimited line. They had one beware the Batman figure, one. Wow, right? That's all they not, did. There's not a beware the Batman line like there was a, a Green Lantern line that failed, right? Or a Young Justice line that I never saw on pegs anyway. No one. It was really yeah. shitty. Yeah, it was, I, I we we I we just got some in from the warehouse because. Uh, they did an inventory and they found some old ones and they are they're little statuettes. They don't move, they don't do anything, and they're really shitty so the, as toys. Do they not do they not trust these new franchises to sell? Is that why they don't put the the toys out there and then suddenly start bitching that there aren't any toys to sell because there are no toys to begin with? Like <clears throat> two two, yeah. and two and two don't compute in my head here. Like you gotta you gotta have the product out there that's worth a damn for people to actually buy it. Whether you're a kid, whether you're an adult, it doesn't freaking matter as long as there's something worth actually purchasing but on the shelves. They're they're not worth buying. They're never worth. Here's like, the thing: like yeah. the okay, Mattel, no, right, the, the DC Universe Classics line, mm-hmm. the six-inch figures with all the articulation, that was worth buying. Yeah, for eleven, twelve dollars, and then slowly and slowly, as they got more and more series, and they were selling less and less and less for whatever reasons. Like my Target had Red Tornado for fucking years. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not buying it because I've already got the figure. You know, the only way to get it off the peg is to buy it, apparently. But I, I was like, I'm not going to buy it another time so they can put some other figure I've already got on there. That's ridiculous. But they sold Justice League Unlimited toys for years after Justice League Unlimited. I, I know, but even still, like, those figures 
price hiked all the way up to like fifteen, sixteen dollars yeah, the last time I saw them on the peg. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not paying sixteen dollars for this figure yeah. at a mass market retailer. If that was a DC Direct thing, right. yeah, I understand. But yeah, I've, I've, I've got know. I've got I've got a three pack of Batman uh, General Eiling and Amanda Waller sitting on my on my shelf. If but if it, it was if it was thirty dollars, I wouldn't have bought it. Even the Marvel and like Star Wars, like the four inch figures or whatever the normal size is now, which mm-hmm. I hate yeah. that they're quarters. so small. Yeah. They look like shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want 10 bucks for those. I'm like, that's not worth $10. No. The no. same way as a comic book is not worth $4, but I'm still <laughs> punishing myself with that every week. Oh, yeah, well, well, okay. It gets worse for, for me because um, Diamond's. The diamond discount on on these on this stuff isn't as good. So a ten dollar figure for you for Target, Walmart, all these guys is fifteen at a comic book store. Oh jeez. A fifteen dollar one is like eighteen, and eighteen dollar ones twenty twenty two, twenty two dollar ones. The Captain America line that just came out, the six inch line, yeah, thirty dollars. Oh god. And what? same same size, same size Spider Man line, twenty three dollars. Fuck you! I'm not buying. I know. It. I didn't. Yeah. I bought them all. I I stopped. I stopped. Buy- These are six inches, by the way. They're not the three and three quarters. Right. But uh, back to the point, Ian. It, Brent's right. Mattel. I don't know if it's a licensing thing. If DC is kind of like slowing down with it, mm-hmm. or if Mattel is just inept. But <laughs> DC DC Universe Classics just went subscription only. Yeah. They just canceled the line. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing this shitty Total Heroes line, which it's it's. Pretty poseable in terms of articulation, but they look like four-year-olds' toys, and they come with no accessories, and they want ten bucks for them. Oh no! They look, they look like they look like the Super Friends, except they're, they've got the new Fifty Two costumes. That do you remember that Super Friends line? That yeah. super blocky, chunky. That's what they look like. That's weird. It irritates me to no end. I don't know. I don't understand what DC or Mattel or what that Warner Brothers, whoever the hell is responsible for that. Yeah. I don't know what they're thinking because they make shitty toys. And, and Hasbro and Marvel kick ass with the Marvel Legends. I right. mean, you can argue the Marvel Universes. I mean, I think the next line, they're canceling the universe. They're doing this Infinite series, which is the same size. They look awesome. They mm-hmm. actually look really good in pictures. I, don't, I haven't seen them in person. Hasbro's, Hasbro has actually gotten better because, I mean, you remember when Hasbro first got the Marvel Legends license. Oh, my God. God, they it was were painful. they were kind of like half ass. I mean, like they didn't quite quite they hadn't gotten the hang of it since uh, since Toy Biz had it, and yeah. since then things have been getting a lot more articulate. They've gotten so much more detailed. It's pretty much back to the quality that it was uh, five years back. I would argue it's even better. It's, it's some, yeah, it's really close. Yeah, because some of them have added this new ankle joint, and you can roll the ankle around. It is amazing. Wow. So has DC. And I mean, this is completely skeptical, uh, you know, speculating here, uh, you know, because I, I fuck, fuck if I know. I mean, I'm the guy sitting here uh, recording a podcast. I don't actually work in the retail market, nor do I work for DC. But has DC abandoned the toy market? That's, what I don't that's understand what is if toys are the justification for these shows going off the air, mm-hmm. then where are the Teen Titans Go toys? And why does that series keep going? Yeah. Where's the regular show toys? Where's the Adventure Time? Adventure Time, okay. Adventure Time has a little more. No, Adventure than- Time has plenty of toys, dude. Don't but even. But regular show that. doesn't have Jack. They, uh, yeah, I think they just put out uh, figures for uh, regular show, and they're not that many. I think there's maybe yeah, like two exactly. or three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Aven- well, I mean, like, well, back when Adventure Time really hit it big, like two, three years ago, you couldn't mm-hmm. find anything. No, you it, It's only been about a year or two that they've had Adventure Time toys. Well, so I, this whole toy thing, I think, is bullshit. It's just that they. This is basically what it is. They use it as an excuse. Yeah. Beware the Batman is in Adventure Time. Yeah. 
Uh, it seems like everyone's everyone wants to do derivative shows. I watch Ninja Turtles on Nick, mm-hmm. and I I, I see a commercial for the show. It's basically like a bunch of fart jokes and a bunch of ducks that eat, collect cookies and, and <laughs> fart jokes and like it's like really super silly, stupid kind of humor. And I yeah. mean, not that not that Adventure Time is stupid, but I'll you know, like it. it is. But you know, like it's it's that same vein of 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 uh, cartoon, and it's like they're just they just want to milk this thing to death. Yeah. And it's like anything that's different that doesn't immediately do crazy well, cancel it. Can't, like Young Justice didn't do well at first. Yeah. Cancel it. And then it got really good. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It's gone. Well, Who cares? And, and here, here's the other thing, too, that hasn't been brought up nearly as much. And again, I will repeat that I don't know anything, but I'm throwing this out there, and I would not be shocked if it's 100% true. God, I, I sound nothing, like Fox Johnson, News right no. now. Uh, yeah, exactly. The, the fact that there have been executive shakeups over at DC and Warner Brothers says to me that Young Justice was somebody else's baby. New guy comes in, says, that's not, you know, I, I didn't okay that. I didn't want it. Let's let's go a different direction. So they cancel Young Justice. They're like, all right, so what are we going to do? Earth's Mightiest Heroes and Jeff Loeb. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a very similar thing to me here. And I would not be shocked if Beware the Batman was somebody else's baby. And when they left or they got reassigned to another part of Warner Brothers or DC, there was nobody to support it any further, and that ended that route. <laughs> so let's let's move the chain down somewhere else. Hey, why don't we go do a freaking Green Arrow animated series or something like that and have that be canceled in, in less than a season? <laughs> let's let's see what happens next here. Well, this hasn't happened to Arrow. Yeah, and the DC Nation block, dude. The DC yeah. Nation block. What's what's left? It's just Teen Titans Go and a couple shorts. That's it. This was supposed to be the baby of DC coming in with the new 52 and even before that. And now we're left with bupkis. Absolutely nothing to keep me coming. So what do I do? (laughs) What do I do at this point to actually keep my interest? And for fuck's sake, I want to stop ragging on DC. (laughs) So I'm going to shut the fuck up now. But but give me something to give a shit about. It's just sad, really. It's just, like 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 we all love DC. We, I mean, we've been, we've like I would say the last two, like right before, no, right after the new Fifty Two, because I think we were still optimistic when the new Fifty Two happened. We were listening to the show. I mean, come on. Yeah, four about four months after, I think is when everything just went to shit. Mm-hmm. When all the creative teams were like, "Oh, we're leaving." Editorial interferes too much, and yeah. then random random stupid ideas come out, and then. Blah 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 blah, all this stuff, and then and then like you know everyone throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks, and then yeah, you know the whole um, I mean I you know Man of Steel, uh, the whole announcement of Superman versus Batman, which you know whatever I think it's you know just Jesus, I I, wa- I want to like all this stuff, I really do, I I yeah. want to believe Gal Gadot is going to be a great Wonder Woman, I want to believe. Right. Batman and Superman can coexist in a movie. We don't. We don't like really being. Good. We don't like being haters. Like and, and listeners out there, I, I hope you can understand that listening to the show that we do not like ragging on this stuff because the thing that I stress the most about this show and the thing that I've stressed over and over again the last couple of weeks is watch and read what you like. Don't force oh, yeah. yourself to watch something out of habit or read something out of habit because then you're just going to sit there and you're going to be unfulfilled in the end, you know? And, and that's, 
that's why I can't care about DC right now because it's just not it doesn't make me happy inside it doesn't give me that spark like one of the books that I'm going to talk about in about five minutes here on the show that absolutely that I absolutely adored like there are number ones coming out of Marvel right now that are so much goddamn fun they fill me with such enjoyment and glee that I just cannot wait to read the next issue and I haven't gotten that out of DC in a while and now I haven't watched Justice League War yet but I'm not hearing good things and that wor- very mixed things yeah and, and that worries me because the one thing that DC still had going for it were the direct to DVD movies and I'm hoping this is a misstep in that the Batman son of uh, son of Batman or whatever it is that's that's coming out soon with Damien. Hopefully that'll be that'll be better. But Brent, have you watched War yet? Yeah, I have it. What, what'd you think? It was okay. Oh God, the sigh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Look, here here's the thing. I I got it maybe like four weeks ago. Yeah. So it had been out for a considerable amount of time then. And you didn't go rush so, out to get it. And, it. and I didn't go rush out to get it. But it had been out for a considerable amount of time. I had heard no numerous things about it that weren't positive so right i don't know that i wasn't predispositioned not to like it that much uh-huh. i will say these things are pg-13 and they're just like flashpoint more so with language than with you know violence mm-hmm. uh they yeah, earn their they pg-13 there. yeah they go there like they called somebody a douchebag in a dc animated movie i was like <laughs> whoa what the fuck was that that was I'm into that, but I'm older. People wanting these for their kids or not. But <laughs> to that, I say there's like 18 other movies that you can go and make your kids watch. Right. As far as that. And numerous, numerous of canceled animated series that are for your kids. Yeah. Or the classic animated series. Brave and the Bold. Um, go watch Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Honestly, uh, it's, not, it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's worth a watch, you know, via rental or whatever, however you want to get it. animation good? I thought so. Okay. I thought so. Right, good. The thing that worries me about the son of Batman, though, is the bastardization of Grant Morrison's story, and mm. including Deathstroke and all that. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of like, ugh. I think they're trying but, to turn him into like a into like the next big like, villain. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he's big on on Arrow, so they want to make him full full front and center. Oh, so oh wait, no, no, no. Just real quick, I, I just want to bring it up. Yeah. There is something the um worthwhile that D, that DC has kind of been involved with, maybe sort of. All right, go ahead. Lego Lego movie. Ooh, that's true. That is true. Haven't I mean, seen. oh, dude, you got to see dude, it. Dude, well, they I mean, got the I, essence of I gotta Batman see, perfect. I got to see the Lego movie. I want to see 300 Rise of an Empire. There's so many things going on in my life <laughs> good, right now. Good I'm brain. Not gonna be able to, and then by the time I see one or want, am able to see one of those, mm-hmm. fucking Captain America is going to be out. And that's yeah. going to Yeah. Well, I, I, I already have my tickets to see Captain America Thursday night at 10 p.m. Non-3D showing at the Kips Bay in Manhattan. About 10 of us are invading Kips Bay at least an hour before. Beforehand. What's up? I can't swing it, by the way. That's fine. No biggie. I mean, you know, you'll you'll see it another I'll see it Friday morning. morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. and and you'll let me know how it was. But yeah, uh, I mean, essentially, like we the minute that shit went on sale, like my 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 friend is probably a bigger cat fan than I am, and the minute, in fact, is that probably because of Chris Evans or because of the character, because of the character, she she's a huge Captain America nut. She's like Jamie D from Comic Geeks. Exactly, yeah, like she is really into Cap and Winter Soldier. I'd say within thirty seconds after I sent the Facebook invite for Winter Soldier, she had said attending. 
Like it was, it was that fast. It was instant. And then right afterwards, it was like bam, 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 attending. And we're all freaking jacked for this thing. And I, I cannot wait. I mean, the trailers look terrific, and it looks like they're actually respecting the story that Brubaker set out there. And and that's I'd be talking about Son of Batman. I hope they respect Morrison's story with that. I hope. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing for that, for the son of Batman, is to get Damien right. Yes. That, that's the biggest thing. Absolutely. And if they do that, fine. Then they're good, yeah. And they're good. Yeah. Uh, because, to me, that four-issue story doesn't really flesh out an hour and 15-minute movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, with the stuff they're adding looks like it is, can flesh it out. And if it's a good storyline, fine. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we'll, and, and hell, we'll see. I mean, again, I'm, I'm going to go see it. I mean, whether or not I see it at a, at a screening, because uh, hopefully Paley Center will do it and I'll actually get in this time around. But, uh, you know, hopefully if there's a screening, I'll go see it. And if not, I'll, I'll wait on Netflix. It's just I have no desire to buy these things anymore. <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing about Justice League War is that the guy from Weeds, Andy, yeah, I forget his name, he's the voice of Green Lantern. Oh, okay. So I was like... But based on only seeing him in Weeds, uh-huh. I was like, what the f-? He's not bad. No, he's he's got a good voice. He's got a good voice, yeah. and he, he's not Andy from Weeds as Green Lantern. It is the the rebooted, like, Jeff Johns kind of smarmy Green Lantern and stuff right. like that. Like, the more and more Jeff Johns was on that book, the more, like, smart-ass Hal became. I, I, I don't know if that was a book or it came from somewhere else. Oh, the animated series, he was, like, a wisecracker. Yes, he That's was. what it was. Yeah. He wasn't more so in the book because he was old, but... Apparently, young Hal Jordan is a jackass. So it's kind of that, but right. he doesn't do a terrible job. He's He sounds pretty good. The guy that I have the biggest disconnect with that on there mm-hmm. is Batman. Yeah. Jason O'Mara from uh, whatever the dinosaur show was a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, the, yeah. All right. The, the, a couple the, seasons ago. From Life on Mars US. That's where I know him from. Yeah. Best. yeah. He's not great. That sucks. That's unfortunate because I like That's him as an actor. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I, He's not clicking for me. Maybe, maybe when he has more to do in the next in the Son of Batman one, because he's coming back there. Um, oh, he's voicing him again. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But I did like Christopher Gorham as the Flash. So the guy from Covert Affairs, if you watch that. With- oh, talking, uh, talking DC, talking Batman. Uh, Brent, uh, going into your territory a little bit. Uh, are you jacked for the new game? I don't have a next gen system, That's so we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm still enjoying my 360 and all the free games I was getting from Xbox Live. So nice. Yeah, I, I got, got a bunch. Of, I got a bunch play. of free stuff and discounted stuff from PSN myself. PlayStation. I don't know why they didn't do this years ago when everybody was playing them. Right. And now, like seriously, the second the next gen systems are out, and now you're giving me free games. You're giving me a reason not to go get it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I I wanted to mention before we move on real quick talking but, but, about what's up. Sorry, back to that Batman game. Yeah. And I was talking with Jim at work this before mm-hmm. and uh and we'll probably touch on it the next time if we ever record again. The next time we'll record. Yeah. Actually, I'm going down there next week with him, so we there might do something on the road. Cool. But for me, I had to kind of disconnect on that trailer because they totally re- reshaped their art style. Mm-hmm. You look at like there's an Instagram thing called Batman Arkham Knight so go look at that on Instagram. You don't have to follow them, but they do shots of like you know Batman from Arkham Asylum, from Arkham City, Arkham Origins, which obviously you know was a little bit different, and then this new Arkham Knight. Like okay, I see the through line from uh, Asylum to City. Obviously, Origins was a bit of a, like a sidestep, yeah. and honestly, 
I, I'm, I'll tell everybody this ahead of time. You can skip Origins. Uh, the story wasn't great. It turns into a Joker story. It's not a Black Mask story. Gotcha. Uh, which I thought was a fucking stupid thing because That's a cop out. Yeah. One was Joker. City was mostly Joker, and then here it is again. It's like the introduction of the Joker. I'm like, great. We've great. played this a million times. Yeah. And then the combat was exactly the same. So it was. It's more. Arkham Origins was more and more of the same than it was anything new. Okay. So if you just want to play a new, another Batman game and you don't want to replay Arkham City, which probably is a better thing to do, mm-hmm. go get Arkham Origins. But the biggest disconnect for me was they redid the art style. Like Batman is like he's taller, he's skinnier, he's not more, he's less of that like square jawed guy he was in the first two games from Rocksteady, okay. from that developer. So you know I'm not I'm not not teaching on like the armor thing, which. I kind of like the games because they had a mixture between like the cloth suit and you could see the armor underneath, similar to like the first Batman Begins. It looked like there was something underneath and then he put on a shirt over it, whereas now he's like total armored up. So if they do a story thing for that, that's fine with me. But um, I, I just don't see how this is the third game in their series, but they totally switched up the art style. Do you think this has something to do with the them wanting to show off the new graphics of the new systems, or is this just a new, I don't a new think company so. tackling it? No, it's the same company. It's the same studio that did um, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Oh, okay, which are the two best ones. Huh. It's this company called Rocksteady. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 know, I know the series. I, I just I didn't realize it was Rocksteady again. Okay. Yeah, Origins was done by WD Montreal, which I don't know if there was like some crossover. Some people left and went there or whatever, mm-hmm. but. Basically, Rocksteady gave them the engine and said, go create a Batman game. Okay. And basically, all they did was plug in stories and characters and voices and <laughs> new maps. Right. That's all they, they did. Hmm. But Rocksteady's back. But just like any company, you know, their conceptual artists may have left. Those guys, probably a lot of rollover there. They, I don't know if they're freelancers or whatever at these video game studios. So that may have influenced it a lot. But I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're like, this is going to be our final trilogy. So let's change everything. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like, yeah. you can you can add new textures and things and make it more next gen. The fact that you can summon the Batmobile at any time and like this game is like five times bigger than Arkham City was mm-hmm. is pretty next gen to me. And you can add. I'm sure. Hopefully, he has some different gadgets or new gadgets that are more, you know, quote unquote next gen. They couldn't do on the old one. Yeah. Um, but to me, you don't have to change the art style. Like, well, I bet Halo Five is going to come out. It's still going to look like a Halo game. Well, what I'm, what I'm hoping guys. this is, Brent, and I mean, again, we're comic fans here. So what I'm hoping that they thought in their heads was just like in the comics, it's like a new artist is drawing it. Like, I, I get that point. I yeah. get it. I totally get it. Yeah. However, with games and, and you know, me and Jim will probably talk this to death next week, mm-hmm. is that there's all some sort of like line of consistency on these sequels until they like reboot them or whatever. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You know, it, 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 it would be like if if all of a sudden in the third uh, Christian Bale Batman movie, uh, Batman, it's Jake Gyllenhaal, right? It's it's Jake Gyllenhaal in a totally it, different suit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that That's would've... basically what they did is they changed the shape of Batman and gave him a totally different suit, and he looks great, mm-hmm. but but it's not the same. It's not the same. You know, it but the thing that may be more jarring for me too is when we're actually like seeing more of this game and and playing it. It's still going to be Kevin Conroy's voice, which I'm great with. Hell yeah. But in this different body than we're used to in these games. So Drea. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know. 
Well, uh, let me let me touch on my video gaming of the last week. Uh, on the latest PSN sale, the I believe it was the 2013 in review sale that PlayStation had a couple weeks back, the combination of having PlayStation Plus and there being a PSN sale meant that for under $20, I was able to purchase a season pass to both Walking Dead Season 2 and uh, Fables Wolf Among Us. Very nice. And I played through Fables Wolf Among Us uh, episode one this last weekend uh, on on Sunday, and it is really good, like I, shockingly good. Like I expected it to be okay, and, and I mean, yeah, I mean, basically because it's a Telltale game, I expected it to be almost like exactly the same as Walking Dead, only with a different story. But they they utilize things very different in this than they did in Walking Dead. I mean, a, a whole bunch of uh, gameplay elements are, are tweaked in the favor of, of Wolf Among Us. The art style is pretty reminiscent to what you'll see in Fables comics, although it's it's a little more cel-shady than, than what you get in Fables, obviously, with the 3D aspect to it. But the story is really good, and major cliffhanger at the end of Episode 1. I mean, I don't want to give it away for those of you who haven't played it, but... They absolutely go in a direction that probably no fan of Fables expected because of what happens in later volumes of Fables. Like, this is supposed to be a prequel to Fables Volume 1, and yet something happens at the end of this where you're just like, wait, wait, did I just see that right? So it's really well done, and the choices that they give you are are pretty difficult choices to make for the most part. I mean, at one point you have the option of, of either going to one location first and potentially saving a guy's life or going to another location and Mr. Toad is in trouble there. So you either save Mr. Toad or save this other dude and uh, ramifications for the rest of the story occur because of that. The, the voice acting is pretty good. I'm not exactly sold on the voice of uh, Snow White, Mm. but, but uh, I, I do like, uh, Bigby's voice for the most part, so I'm I'm really digging it. it. It's it's got me in there. I'm I'm totally sold for the rest for the rest of this stuff. It's it's looking cool. pretty good. I'm I had I got that for free from the Xbox sale before Christmas too. Uh huh. And uh, I haven't played it yet. I'm gonna play it as soon as I finish Dishonored. Okay. But I, I'm kind of interested to play it on my Xbox as opposed to I played Walking Dead season one on my iPad. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see the transition there between you know touch here, touch here, right. Like on on Walking Dead, any place you could touch had a little icon on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas apparently on these other ones, you got to like look around the room and scan the screen and shit. Yeah, so I, I mean, know. I mean, you're essentially utilizing both uh, thumbsticks. I mean, it's it's really not that different, uh, all things considered. I mean, you you just got to keep moving the right thumbstick until something activates, and then you just you know hit the corresponding button, and you're good. Yeah, I played Walking okay. Dead on the PC, and uh, I I like the mouse. I haven't actually tried the PS3 or Xbox yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I. I think I have it because of a Steam sale, actually, uh, for or at least Chris does for the PC. But we played it on on PlayStation to start with, so we're mm-hmm. obviously going to continue there because that's where our save game is. And and I, I played through the uh, the second the ancillary season one story on that, so I'm just I'm ready to go on season two whenever we start. But essentially, it's going to have to be a day where we're both very very happy. Because, yeah. <laughs> because from everything I hear about season two, you thought one was dark. Season two is a shitload darker. <laughs> it's probably like go watch the Lego Movie. 
Uh-huh. But then come back and play season two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. be in a really, really damn good mood. Like, don't. don't... Everything is awesome. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't watch like eight episodes of True Detective and then go sit down and, and watch or Walking wa- Watch or Walking Game Dead of Thrones or Game of matter. Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Everybody dies. It's a new suicide combo. It's Game of Thrones season three, episode nine, Reigns of Castamere, uh, and then Walking Dead episode season two, episode one. Jeez. While while you Slit have your wrists on in and the sadness in the arms of the angel. No, not dead puppies. So, <laughs> so, so for the next oh, for the boy. next fifteen minutes, twenty minutes or so, let's let's talk what we've been reading of late. Brent, you should shoot first. What do you got? Forever Evil number six should have been Forever Evil number three. Oh God. Like, all of Jeff John's stories, fucking last issues, seems like all the good stuff's going to be in there, and I'm sorry, it should have been number three. This is the last issue? Number seven Excellent. is the last oh, Number seven's yeah. the last issue, okay, because I'm like, wow, why is this still going on? But, like, so at the end of number five, they're like, oh, crack in the sky, oh my god, and then they're still like, who's the hooded guy? And then they're like, the hooded guy is like, evil Shazam, except he's a Luthor, and he's... Hajima, or whatever the fuck it is, and yeah, seriously, he goes and destroys people, and oh my gosh, we don't even know what the crack in the sky is. Like, what's gonna happen in twenty pages of the very last issue? You sound like a Dragon Ball Z voice oh, actor you, right now. You know it's gonna be over. It's gonna be, be double sized. They're gonna charge us eight bucks for the for the last issue. Nothing All but right. nothing but splash pages. The entire right. issue. I'm seriously. surprised David Finch has been able to keep it on schedule, but. It, but but it's number six really should have been the middle of it because, like, there was nothing going on for the last five issues. Like, Batman is walking with Luthor down the street. Oh, my God. Well, so here's, here, here's the thing, though. Like, I guessed who the hooded guy was supposed to be. I haven't even read the damn series yet, and yet I'm like, it's going to be Alexander Luthor. I mean, who the fuck else could it be? I right. mean, really, like, I had that guessed from, like, issue one when I heard that Earth 3 was going to be involved. Of course it's going to be Alexander Luther because he's involved with Earth 3. I mean, why would it be anybody else? Seriously. Yeah, they, they just well, I mean, Jeff 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 Johns is, a, is such a silver age, you know, fanboy that he's he was going to reference that totally. Right. Ugh, I I well, whatever. I'm I I will I will refuse comment on, on anything from there. You know what I read today that was really good. Good, Sorry. please, please say something good, good. Go ahead. Good things I read today. Go. Uh, Batman was pretty good. Okay. Of course, I'm I'm still waiting for us to get back to regular days. I think that'll be more oh, interesting God, and exciting. Yes. Yeah. I'm still enjoying it. However, uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, number six. Really? Yes. Kaboom, yes, motherfucker! I love you. I know. Kaboom, motherfucker. Wait, you've been reading? Yeah. Log in. Okay. Read them. All right. Kaboom, motherfucker. Kaboom, motherfucker. Charles can- Charles Soule taking every comic he writes by storm. Yes. Oh my God! Yes, I love Charles Soule. Okay. Let me let me just go ahead and Tony and mention, Daniel. Yeah. Actually, having a writer that sticks around on a tart on a title that he can uh, draw. Yeah. Good shit. Not ha- good not shit. having to do it all himself too. And and everything he started from issue one and two loops around with Zod and Feyora at the very end. Nice. Uh, so it, he weaves it all nicely together yeah. in a cliffhanger that I did not see coming. I'll, I'll give it a read. I'll give it a read. I, I did just catch up uh, actually via. I mean, mind you, I have these issues, but because they were you know I was logged in, I did it. I, I'm, I'm all caught up on Uncanny Avengers, and I'm. I'm Really? That was another one that was like, "What the Dude. fuck, man?" Yeah, that that was really that freaking good. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Well, actually, wait, no, sorry. I'm I'm second to glad to, to to caught up. I read I read issue oh. sixteen. So oh, seventeen yes. came out today? No, no. seventeen came did, out last week. You, was there a big issue a big scene with Thor and Odin in the last issue you read? No. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> you, you gotta read one further. You okay. gotta read oh, one yes further. You do. Wait. Yes you do. Wait, actually oh no, no, no. Wait, now that I think about it, wait, there there was, wasn't there? Okay, uh, what what major event happened in the issue you read? That was Thor kicking everybody's ass and or am I Captain am I, America kicking ass? Yeah, Captain America kicking ass, yeah. Nope. Nope, nope. You right. need to read the next okay. one, dude. I will. I will. Oh All right. Oh my god, that's it's such a game changer. Okay. Cool. But then it's it. But then you know. But the thing is, it's like, and this is kind of what disappoints me about comics sometimes. But it's something we have to all get over. All the stuff they do, they're gonna undo it. Yeah. You know, like that, and it, because because that's the nature of comics. Because these guys never. It's a rare series that that really gets me excited. That where they reset everything at the end, and I'm not a little disappointed. The only series I've felt that way in the last like year or so, like major event wise, is Infinity. I freaking loved Infinity. I don't know if you have, did. You guys read Infinity? Uh, yeah, no, I did. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Oh my you've god! Read up Sixteen. Okay. Seventeen yeah. is the issue you need to read. That's gotcha. the one with the Cap on the yes. cover, like I'm coming to get you. Okay. Yes. All right. We'll do. Uncanny Avengers. Oh my! Like I'm surprised the thing, that the internet didn't blow up after that one. But. Seriously. <laughs> it, 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 you know what it is? It's under radar because it's been so late. Yeah, because it's been delayed left and right, and everyone's like, "All right, whatever." Uh, no, but I feel like McNiven stuff has been every month, though. Well, yeah, but it was like more before that. Yeah, it, I it, felt like I was reading the one before then. The steam and Acuna th- stuff. Yeah, and that, well, that's just like it, though, it Brent. Like the steam fell out of its sails because of of Cassidy being late. Everybody else forgot about the series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I mean, and that's that's half the reason that it, that it took me so long to catch up on this thing is because it was it was so late. But you know now that now that I'm there, I, I will certainly read that. In fact, I might oh, even read it tonight, man. just to be entirely Should caught up on that. But dude, that last issue <laughs> won't be able to sleep. Talking, Ooh. talking, Charles Soul, She-Hulk number one was fucking awesome. Yes, it was. Uh, like it, it is just about as good as what Dan Slott was putting out in the She-Hulk book years back. Like it, it's it's genuine enjoyment. In comics, and that that is totally what I go for these days. Like, I want to I want to go out of this with a happy face. Essentially, we go from She Hulk's previous job to what she's going to wind up doing probably for the rest of the series. And she got hired by a law firm to bring in big guns. Like they expected her to bring in like the Tony Starks, you know, the Steve Rogers, the Shields of the bunch to be their important clients, and yet. Jen was all about just bringing in normal cases, and because of that, the partners were like, we don't need you. You're fired. So she, she leaves the job, and while she's sitting at the, at, the, uh, at the lawyer bar afterwards, she winds up being approached by, uh, by the wife of this, uh, this supervillain who believes that Tony Stark so- stole his repulsor technology, and uh, she, wa- she wants compensation. So essentially, she goes to visit Tony at, at Avengers Tower, and there's some really great scenes with Tony's automation, where like she goes from being an invited guest in the Avengers Mansion to mentioning a lawsuit to then being told, "Oh yeah, four, <laughs> f- four eight. Like, but but I thought I was gonna go see Tony. Four eight, <laughs> and she and she's forced to go to four eight and deal with his absolutely shitty lawyer that takes care of every problem and probably never passes Tony's desk at all. And uh, it, it's it's an incredibly well done, well crafted issue that 
leads us to believe that uh, Jen Jen Walters is probably going to wind up being in some ways the new Matt Murdock of New York, because with Matt in oh, San yeah. Francisco, superheroes and supervillains can probably turn to Jen Walters to deal with with her in her new practice. And it's such a really good first issue, and I can't wait to see more. Charles Soule is the man. <laughs> he also happens to be a lawyer, which I think is why it works so well for She Hulk. Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, because he's he's using he's using lawyer talk that's actually real. And realistic, yeah. and the other one that I read that uh, that was incredibly good, and I don't know if you guys read this, Ms. Marvel number one. Yes, read it. Okay, uh, Brent, did you pick it up? Neither. Neither. Okay, Ms. Marvel number one is it's an entirely new character, and it's a it's a it's a, basically a story that is respectful to its to its source. You know, like it, it, it uh, and and you know, it helps that it's that it's that it's written by by who it's by who it's written by, and of course, I'm blanking on the on the G. Will Wilson. There we go. Wrote wrote this. Uh, you know, who wrote Air before this, and and a couple of other things for DC. This is the Muslim one. This is the Muslim yes, one. It yes, it is. I was still thinking Carol Danvers because mm-hmm. that number one came out today. So yeah. I was thinking you were talking about that. Okay. Yeah. No. This this is the this is the new Muslim Ms. Marvel. Um, and and it's all about a, a teenager uh, who is uh, is sort of feeling left out amongst her friends because she's really the only only Muslim girl at the school, and uh, you know she doesn't get to I guess really socialize or enjoy the things that teenagers would do. Translation, you know, getting drunk on weekends and making out with uh, with random strangers because apparently that's the only thing that teenagers do these days, according to comic books. But you know, whatever, I'll let that slide. And uh, you know, she she winds up sneaking out and going to this party. And while while she's there, walking home, she, this this cloud envelops her, and uh, she she sees images. She's a huge superhero fan in general, and uh, she sees images of Iron Man, Captain America, and uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, who essentially tell her that her life is about to change, and they they grant her her greatest wish, which is to be powerful like them, and. To to spoil the end of the issue, she wakes up and suddenly she looks exactly like Carol Danvers in her old Ms. Marvel outfit. Like she's she's blonde and and busty and all Ms. Marveled out. And from what I know about the character going into this is that this this new Ms. Marvel is going to be a shapeshifter. So that's that's probably what what this is going to lead to here. But it's it's another one of those just generally enjoyable series. And what Marvel does so well is is really introduce teen characters into the pantheon and that's what i feel like this new ms marvel is going to be like this could be a runaways type book that catches steam for young and old and and uh girls and boys alike so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing where the rest is is, is gonna go uh raf what'd you think yeah i liked it a lot it's um it, i definitely i definitely can see that young young avengers runaways market that it's gonna go for mm-hmm. I, everyone makes a, such a big deal about the whole muslim thing it was it's pretty much like an immigrant story type yeah, of thing. Absolutely. You know, like it doesn't necessarily have to be oh she's Muslim. I mean I mean I get that that's a big deal and I and I appreciate that, but I think right. it it's just a t- it's just a story about a young girl who wants to fit in and loves superheroes and finds ends up being one. I didn't see the whole uh, connection to inhumanity coming, which is, I think is what that came from. Mm-hmm. That's the Terrigen Mist. Oh right, shit, that's what that was. Okay. She came out of a chrysalis because that chrysalis that 
that looks right. like a like a Terrigen chrysalis that she uh, came out of. You're absolutely right. Okay, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I because I did a double take when I read it. I was like, wait a minute, and then I was like, yeah, that that's. I, I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe it's something. I don't know. Whatever. It should be. It should be. Yeah. That's, right? That that seems to be on no mark. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like the book a lot. I like I like G. Willow, G. Willow Wilson's work a lot. Um, she wrote this like graphic novel Cairo before she did uh, Air. Uh, mm-hmm. People have been recommending it to me. I haven't read it yet, but I did like Air what, while it lasted. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I, it's, and, it's, and the art's really good on this too. I mean, yeah, Adrian, um, Adrian Alfano's art is is gorgeous. Yeah, speaking of Runaways, it's, it's the guy who created Runaways with BKV. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to more out of this. I'm, I've got it on my uh, on my monthly pull list, and I'm I'm just gonna continue to buy it because uh, it's it's good stuff so far. Brent, you got any others? One thing that I'm I'm surprised is that uh, Injustice Year Two I'm not I'm not enjoying. Really? Um, I I think it a lot of it has to do is on Comicsology. It's biweekly now. Okay. Which I thought was dumb and. Now, like I guess the print issues are collecting them, and they started at the same time. So now the print issues are actually further along story-wise than the digital ones. Oh, Ooh, which that's if weird. this is a if this is a digital first thing, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, why is are the print issues further along? Like I I would have started it like they did the first time. We're gonna start it on the digital and it's gonna go, and then three six months down the line, you're gonna get issue one the print version, but. I think I, I maybe know. it's because print sales were really good. I, I got no explanation for that. Yeah. No, I think that, that is really I, I weird. Think, I think the thing about it, I mean, it's still good, but the thing that I liked most about probably the previous volume was that it was weekly. Hmm. And then I got a little bit every week. And I, every Tuesday, I was looking forward to, okay, Tuesday afternoon when I get home from work, I could download Injustice and read it in a couple minutes, and I can, you know, go on doing whatever I needed to do. But now it's like I, every you know, I'm still in the habit of like Tuesday. What do I look? And then there's nothing. Yeah. And like the next week, I'm like, oh, there's going to be nothing again. But oh, there is something. <laughs> but then the next week, I look, oh, there's nothing. Do you think that? So, do you think this went uh, biweekly because of Tom Taylor's involvement with Earth Two? Well, apparently, that I don't. I was reading some. I don't know if it was Bleeding Cool or something else. But that it's on Made Fire. The same issues for a buck ninety nine. So they're a dollar more, but with animated panels and oh, shit. Oh, god damn it. Um, so I don't know if maybe there's like an exclusivity agreement mm-hmm. before Comixology, but I'm like, well, how would Comixology needs to grow some balls because they got fucked on that deal. Yeah, this is you know this made them a lot of money, I'm sure, and it brought them a lot of attention, or vice versa, and they're just gonna go and fuck you for Made Fire now. Come yeah, on, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of crazy. Raph, what and do you Marvel's mean? fucking them too with their. MCU oh yes, they thing. are. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. no, uh, and, and I mean, it's it's looking more and more like Marvel wants to pull out of Comicsology at the drop of a hat, and if they do, they're gonna piss off their fan base so much because it's they one better thing. Transfer my purchases. Absolutely, That's all I got to say. Yeah, no, absolutely, because I mean, yeah, the the Marvel, I mean, the Marvel Infinity app, from what I hear, is getting better and better. I don't have a subscription, so I can't actually comment, but um, I know that the interface is getting a little cleaner because there've been some issues with that, but it's still like. You know, we're all in Comixology's wheelhouse right now. I mean, I doubt they would make them expire, you know, the books that you already bought. But if you then essentially say that we're just we're cutting things off. So whatever you have on Comixology, you have on Comixology. And if you want more Infinity, you got to buy into our system. That would be kind of shitty. It would. It really would. Well, the thing that when they made all these new announcements and stuff, they still talked about Comixology, but or the MCU app. But it's down to. The thing that I read is that you can only have 12 comics downloaded to your device through the MCU app. 
Which is I'm stupid. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, those are those are offline comics. Yeah, I know. Only twelve offline comics at a time. Yeah, yeah that's such an arbitrary so, number. So dumb. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Raph, what you been reading lately? Oh, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about Marvel, but uh, Image has been kicking ass for me. I yes, really love have. Image right now. They're, well, Marvel's been poaching their talent too. One guy I like is uh, Alish Cott, mm-hmm. and uh, he did he did he did, uh, he's doing Secret Avengers. He did the last the last arc for the last series, and he did issue one, which came out today. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to talk about Zero, which is uh, it's amazing. It's every issue. It's about one secret agent. Each issue is the same character at different points in his life, hmm. r- drawn by different artists. I can't remember everyone who's done it, but Trad Moore, who does uh, Legend of Luther Strode, and who's doing Ghost Rider, yeah. did an issue. Mm-hmm. Looked great. Ooh. And basically, it's it's this secret agent on a different mission at, at a different point in his life, and it's just it, it's it. You know, we were talking about how James Bond can be played by different actors. It was cool because it's, it's the same guy, but it's different artists, and you get different you get different sensibilities. You got the typical James Bond mission, you know, going to a fancy place, seducing a girl, everything goes wrong. Then you had one where he was in the middle of a of an Israeli-Pakistan war because the Pakistanis stole some technology from the U.S. and he was there to retrieve it. And then there's another one where like he's getting interviewed after a mission went bad, and he and then you flash into his future where another agent's about to kill him. It's amazing. It's a really good story. And his work on Secret Avengers is really good, too. Like, the whole thing with Mockingbird thinking she's a triple agent and and uh, everyone getting stuck on AIM Island. It's been... He's a really great writer. So on top of that... So, yeah, Zero's really good. Volume 1 just came out. Pretty Deadly's pretty good. Mahan Project has been going on for a while now. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Mark Miller actually does comics I don't hate. Oh! <gasps> Like, it's amazing. He just he, he decided, hey, wait, I'm going to start doing good comics again. I still like Kick Ass. I'm sorry. I I, I, I no. I it was more. I, I like Kick Ass, but Secret Service was boring. Nothing really happened in Secret Service, and I didn't like Nemesis. I really didn't like Nemesis. Yeah, what about Nemesis? Superior. What Superior about? was cool. Superior was cool. It was it was like it was basic. It, it was very much a uh, I'm kissing Christopher Reeves like you know I'm kissing the ring and you know this is a tribute to Superman the Superman I grew up with which you know tugs at my heartstrings. All right, cool. I like that. Jupiter's Legacy has been all right. The only thing is it's been super late, like really it's late. Quite late. Hello. It's Frank Kylie and it's Mark Miller too. So it's to do with them. He came out with a book last week, Starlight, which is awesome. It's Flash Gordon returns. Oh. It's, uh, it's him in the future after he's had his adventures in space. Mm-hmm. He's come back to Earth. He's settled down with his with his uh, the love of his life and had kids. He's old. He's retired, and he wants to go back. Hmm. And what happens now? What like? Because at the very I'm, I I I I'll spoil it. At the at the, the last page, a, a spaceship decloaks, and then he's like, "Holy shit!" Wow. So now it's like, what's this called again? Uh, Starlight. Starlight. Okay. Yeah, the artist is just Goran Parlov, Pavlov. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that did Punisher Max with, with Garth Ennis for a while. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you mentioned all the other good Marvel stuff. Hawkeye's always amazing. Yeah. Oh, Sex Criminals. Yeah, I... I Everyone I, loves Sex Criminals. I pre-ordered Volume 1, and I think that'll be in next month's shipment, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Sex Criminals is hilarious. It's terrific. I, I love it. It's it's silly. It's like, it's like, it's like the... 
it's like, you know, all that awkward stuff we went to like 10, 15 years ago. No, <laughs> not 10 years ago. We were all 20. Um, <laughs> Jesus, we're old. But, uh, you know, like, you know, and like, oh, sex and everything. And then suddenly, oh, wait, she has the ability to freeze time when she orgasms. Yeah. And it's just weird. And it gets in, it goes into crazy places. And it's some, the best part is, uh, it, it's not much of a spoiler, but I think in issue three, the main character, she gets up on a pool table and starts singing a certain Queen song. I don't I think it's Fat Bottom Girls. Uh-huh. You can't see any of the lyrics. Is it rights issues, probably? Yeah, rights issues. Yeah. With, with uh, Fat Bottom Girls. So, so I think Matt Fraction or the main character pops up. And like, yeah, we really wanted you to, 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 to experience this. And we wanted you to understand what's going on. And it's a cool song and thing. We really couldn't get the rights. And we're like, what? That's totally. This goes on for like five panels <laughs> of him explaining why they couldn't get the rights and how cool it would have been. It's hilarious. I, I loved it. I think if I remember correctly, and, and that this is actually like the case that they, they had cleared it with Queen's man. I think with Queen, but not Queen's management. Right. So they they went ahead and put it in the in the issue, and then Queen's management came and said we haven't cleared this yet. So they were forced to remove it, which I think means that in the trade it might actually show up. But that would be cool. Yeah. But I would like the original version because the original version is way funnier than yeah. actually Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, I, like I said, I'll, I'll have that soon, and I'll have uh, Volume 3 of Saga, and I think one other... I think Catherine Imminent's new Image series I pre-order, pre-ordered as well uh, in trade. So, and, and I, I haven't started yet. Yeah, I know, but I, but I think the trade was up for uh, for pre-order recently, okay. so who knows about that. And Oh, and I have uh, Sex Volume 1 to read as well. Uh, yeah, I like Joe Casey. Yeah, Casey's good stuff. I, I found the comicsology. Uh, this was South by Southwest this uh, this last uh, weekend. Uh, there were free uh, comics. Basically, uh, comicsology's Tumblr page. They had a geek stage giveaway mm-hmm. where uh, for, they they were good for two days after the fact. So uh, they're they're all expired now. But uh, essentially, on Friday night, they gave away uh, Ninjago Volume One, Injustice Gods Among Us Number One, My Little Pony Friendship It's Magic Volume One. Volume one, mind you, not number one. Volume one, right? Uh, Batman number, Batman sixty six, number one. Locking Key, volume one. Batman Arkham City, number one. Transformers Autocracy, and uh, Turok Dinosaur Hunter, number one. Then Saturday they gave away Smallville season eleven, number one. Deadpool the Gauntlet, uh, Adventure Time, volume one. Scribble Knots Unmasked, A Crisis of Imagination, number one. Fables, number one. Get Think Tank Volume 1, and then Exo Man of War issues 1 to 4. And then Sunday, Grim Fairy Tales, an image bundle, Star Trek Ongoing Volume 1, three guided view native favorites, whatever that is, uh, an assortment of monkey brain comics, and uh, Lookouts number 1. Okay. Yeah, so they, uh, significantly less than last year, translation, their servers did not break in half. But considering that this was right around the time that uh, the password reset happened, there were a, there was a lot of confusion. <laughs> I, w- I was afraid yeah. that these were going to be for people attending South by Southwest only. That's what we thought at first, too, and then, and then it turned out not to be, which was good. I mean, as long as yeah. you used the code, then you, were able to, then you were able to get it. Yeah, I did the password reset, and I was like, oh, all right, whatever. And I just kind what, of I, what I didn't like was that they were good for two days and not three days, i.e. the entire weekend. Yeah, like, that would, If that you're would giving away codes sense. on a weekend, make it for the whole goddamn weekend. Yeah. 
because I really wanted Lock and Key Volume One. That's the only one I missed. Yeah, I I, I got Adventure that Time Volume One. That's really all all I wanted out of the bunch, other than Lock and Key. So that's that's good. I'm wondering about those Star Trek comics, if those are good or not. So. I, I've heard they're supposed to be decent, but... They're, they're not bad. Yeah. As long as they don't involve Conan, they're probably good. Conan! Um, yeah, they actually they actually did a whole miniseries based on the whole Con thing. Oh, yeah. Was it any good? Uh, it's it, kind of... The, the excuse is kind of Why didn't you bring weak. any for us? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have brought it. Make sure, to, make sure to give enough for, for everyone in the class, Raph, okay? Uh, uh, did they explain his pigment change? Yes. Um, of course they did. Of course they did. Fuck it, throw, I don't care. To throw off, because they, they wiped his memories, but they knew it wouldn't last, so they tried to disorient him more by changing his uh, appearance. Please. Yeah. And he cut his hair. Yeah, he cut his hair. From Samson to Samson. <laughs> yeah. It was weak. It was very weak. <laughs> Yeah. And they try to make him sympathetic, and it's like, I don't care. Yeah. I still haven't bought the Blu-ray for that movie because motherfuckers couldn't put all the special features on. That, yeah, I'm not going yeah. to buy the Blu-ray because all that – I hate that. No, I'm, I'm not so going to buy annoying. it either. Yeah, I mean unless unless it's like – in fact, even if it is like $5 because I'm sure that they're going to release a full Blu-ray closer to Star Trek Three that has everything. Yeah, well, I wanted to be. watch it again, but you know, I wanted to get the – I have the other – movie i love that one and i wanted to watch it again in order to like get a better feel of it you know it'll be on but, it'll uh, be on amazon prime or or netflix instant eventually it's on netflix because that's the one i have yeah but then then they're like oh we're gonna you know one has this special feature and the other has that one and i'm like i'm not buying it twice man yeah. plus the itunes had something else i was like what the fuck i know that was that was stupid that's bullshit yeah well, well just like i'm pissed that thor the thor the dark world only came in two versions uh blu-ray or Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray, digital copy. No, no, no DVD Blu-ray. Which I I actually appreciate the DVD. No, that's Blu-rays. what I got. You got the DVD Blu-ray. DVD Hold Blu-ray, on. digital copy. You got Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy. I think I'll so. Look. Hold on, let me go check. Yeah, because because when I was looking at it on online, it specifically said Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray, digital. There was no DVD involved. Um, release home media. It says Blu-ray and DVD on, on uh, Wikipedia. Oh, come on. Let me just check Amazon. Yeah, I'm going to do that right now. Let's Thor say. The Dark World. I'm sorry. You are correct. I have the Blu-ray 3D Blu-ray digital copy. That's what I yeah. thought. Okay. So what are you griping about? That no, they don't what, have a DVD? Yeah, that, that there's no Blu-ray DVD combo back. There isn't. It's just DVD by itself. Yeah, because what I what I like to and this is this is the case not just for me but for I guess to watch them at work. Well, yeah, to, to, to watch them at work that's one thing. To watch them on the road is another thing. Because if if I'm at a movie, sorry, if I'm at like Oticon or something like that, I'm not going to have a Blu-ray player with me. Yeah, but I'm that's sure why you buy a, a DVD. Yeah, uh, and I want to connect it to the TV. Uh, that's why you buy the. Apple HDMI connector. Yes, but I. We get that little Google thing, I which think. Which is what I did, because so I'm going to be on travel next week, and I'm going to watch Hulu on the big TV through my iPad because I went out and bought this connector specifically for that. Oh, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> or anything else I download. So. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'm really I'll, not. I'm not. I'm not feeling your <laughs> your complaint. Well, dude. I mean, again, I don't want to have to buy a four hundred dollar device in order to, uh, to 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 watch it. That's what I'm saying. You don't. But uh, okay, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> DVDs are going the way of the birds. 
But and if you if you can't if you if you can't watch it at home, yeah, then that it, is a personal problem, it's, it's my a, friend. It's, it's a small it's a small gripe. I, like I said, I have a Blu-ray player at home. I enjoy Man. it very much. I'm just saying, when I want to watch it on the road, I have that option as well. Don't I can't you, with Thor Dark World. So be it. Yes, I do have an iPod Touch. Then but, you, the digital copy will work on there. Yeah, but. Jeez, yeah, Ian, stop living in the 2000s. Join us in the 2010s. Yeah, now, space yeah. might be an issue. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the major issue. But you know what? So be it. My bitch, my bitching has no place here anyway. All right. I think we're pretty much done uh, unless you guys have anything else to bring up. You should call this the backup plan, the all bitching episode. Because that's, that's <laughs> pretty much what it's was. been. We've bitched about something. Or we, didn't, we, we didn't bitch the entire time. We enjoyed The Flash's new outfit. Where there were plenty of comics that we enjoyed. We just happened to talk DC, which always equals bitching for the show. That should be the subtitle of comic timing now. Comic timing. Oh, yeah, DC sucks. Darkness. <laughs> but, no uh, lights. Yeah, th- thank, thanks, Lego Batman. I got Lego Batman too in, the, in yeah. that uh, in that uh, BuzzFeed thing. So. I saw you post that. Yeah. So, Raph, where can they find you on the internet?s Um. Well, I start up a new website called. Uh, it's on Squarespace. It's lifeofraph.squarespace.com. It's just where I put random stuff. I also work at this store called Midtown Comics. It's a small little shack in like Times Square. I also write for their blog, blog.midtowncomics.com, and uh, uh, sometimes I, I, I'm under Eden's couch, and he doesn't know it. Yeah, that, I'm disappointed whenever that occurs, but... I know. Yeah. You still have a Tumblr, too, right? Yeah, the Tumblr is... Um, I think I, I think it's it's rafradia.tumblr.com. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Brent, uh, so you say BK's bullets might very well be upcoming. Yeah, it should be, if I remember to bring down the recorder. Awesome. Cool. And uh, you'll be talking any any video games in particular. You'll be ta- discussing. I'm sure we'll be talking Arkham Knight. I'm sure we'll be talking anything we're playing right now. Mm-hmm. Titanfall, yeah, Dark Souls. These are all things Jim's been playing recently. I need to get through Dishonored so I can talk about something different. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And we are sponsored by DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service. Check them out at dcbservice.com. You can find some of the best deals on the internet at DCB Service as I bring up their website right now to give you the latest deals real quick. So this month, as usual, uh, all Marvel and DC hardcovers are 50% off at DCBS, which is a really good deal. You've got uh, Star Wars Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir, number one, 50% off for buck seventy-five. Superman Doomed, is 50% off for $249. That's beginning the new super event you've been apparently been waiting for, according to the text here. So if you want to enjoy that, you can. And a whole bunch of other good deals. 40% off trees, number one. I assume it's about trees. You've got some great bundles as well thrown into the mix. And it's also manga month at uh, both DCBS and at Diamond itself. So you can find some good manga deals thrown throughout the site and if you buy stuff via comiXology and also via dcbs make sure to use our digital storefront to get some extra savings thrown in there as well dcbservice.com we thank them very much for their sponsorship raf thank you very much for pinch hitting oh yeah anytime all right good well, anytime but most of the time yeah well maybe we'll have you back on for Winter soldier because you know i'm sure we'll have an episode yes make that happen and casina congrats again thank you all right, congrats, Brent. 
he gets off mute just long enough to say that because he knows that I'm just doing the wrap up here. Well, the email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the forums for Comic Geeks Beat because I like pimping them and we technically still have a thread on there at the Comic Timing. And we got a shout out on their talkback episode. Yes, we did, actually. Very much thank you on that. And I will, I'm actually continuing to send them voicemails occasionally so you can listen to me on there uh, whenever that occurs but comicgeekspeak.com thank them very very much for being our buddies and we're proud members of the comics podcast network over comicspodcast.com and the league of comic book podcasts over comicbooknoise.com slash league and you can join in on all comic timing conversation at facebook.com slash comic timing send us an itunes review if you want which I say every time and nobody ever does, but I'll say it anyway. So, for rap, for Brent, I mean, let us remind everybody out there that there's always time for comics, even when plans fall through. What were you saying? Oh, we were just taking shit on DC. No, I was saying, how much cooler would the happening have been if it was about Swamp Thing? Oh, yeah, no, that that plants are mad. That would be that would be awesome. Hey, hey, you know what I want? I want the following and the happening to happen at the same time. Dude, the following sucks. This season, it's terrible. I I never watched it to begin with, so I. I, The first season is good. Well, yeah, because they're chasing a guy, and there's an ongoing mystery. Then the second season, they're kind of chasing him. They're kind of still chasing him after everything happened in season one, but there's no more mystery. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like everything is a known fact, and now there's like two or three other people involved. It's, <laughs> it's developed from one following into like, I don't know, somebody's inspired by him, the guy who, you know, he was inspired by, blah, blah, blah. All the characters keep going in and out. I have, I have no idea why they renewed that for a third season. It must be going somewhere, hopefully good. It's a one-season show, really. It should have been. It should have been a mini-series event, because what else can you do? There's, there's only so much you can do with the story. Right, right. yeah, yeah. I am Plan B. <laughs> you're, plan, you're Planned Parenthood. Yes, I am. <laughs> hey, hey, Brent, are you sure about that? You can always... Hey, I can get it. I can, I can fix things up for you. Oh, God. <laughs> 